Let's listen for God's word. Matthew 3, beginning at verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God ascending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, I, uh, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. I was baptized on May 31, 1970, at Covenant Christian Reformed Church in Cutlerville, Michigan, uh, by Reverend William Jortzma, who is uh, an immigrant from the Netherlands, uh, uh, part of the uh, Dutch resistance to Nazi occupation, and he was uh, a young person, and, uh, and, and, and that was who, who baptized me. So I'm told, I do not remember. I was 23 days old at the time, so all of this I am receiving uh, from, uh, from, the, from my parents and from the community that I was baptized into. Um, I was, as I said, I was born on May 8th, baptized on May 31st. And in those 23 days, uh, my mom, who was a first-time mom, I'm the firstborn, in those 23 days, she managed to um, hand sew um, this uh, outfit. So, uh, so the, the sweaters on so hand knit. The little sweater that goes over top, uh, you know, the pants, uh, the, the cap, uh, and uh, the, uh, you know, the little shirt, the little vest that comes over the top. Yeah. And so, um, so when I imagine um, uh, this, I, I'm so grateful to, to have this uh, as. Um, just a tangible sign of um, something that uh, is, uh, in a way, intangible. Um, that energy, that love, uh, that uh, wholehearted uh, devotion that she had for me, her child. Uh, and um, a gift of life and of love that I will never be able to repay, that could never be uh, 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 contained or captured. Uh, uh, that is a reflection of the boundless love of God. Uh, but yet still, we are human beings on this earth, and to have that tangible sign, it's, it's an ordinary... Uh, outfit in a way made of 
knit of ordinary yarn <coughs> sewed by, uh, well, you know, I think my mom is extraordinary, but she's a human being, just like you and me. And, 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 but that energy and intention that is connected to something bigger sort of uh, makes the outfit something more, uh, something that is sacred uh, in a way. And um, it's not unlike the water of baptism. Ordinary water, H2O molecules, the same water that we find throughout the universe. And if really, water is something that exists throughout the universe. I mean, we can bring our imagined imaginations all the way from, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the puddle in our lawn to the ocean to the comets, you know, that uh, we see streaking across the skies, which are just big, unimaginably enormous, just chunks of ice that just somehow uh, just sail uh, through the void of outer space. This vast water, uh, all the same, and yet um, also uh, when we bring it into the sacred story that we read uh, this morning of Jesus and his baptism, when we bring it into the sacred community of this place, becomes something more. We are in, uh, in, 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 in undergoing and participating in that sacrament of baptism. We are entering into a stream of those who have uh, made uh, an, an intangible uh, commitment, an intention, a promise to follow Jesus' example. I mean, that's, that's, that is one of the primary reasons why Christians have practiced baptism. Why? Like so many things that we do. Well, because Jesus did it, right? I mean, that is the name. That is the name of the thing that we're doing. It's Christian. It has the Jesus Christ is right in it. I mean, if you want to sum up what being a Christian is, that famous, and in fact, that famous book was written uh, many centuries ago. Uh, Thomas Aquinas wrote the book, The Imitation of Christ. That's the whole thing. That is, you know, that is what it means. And so Jesus was baptized, and so we are baptized as well. And we enter into that stream of people who have made this commitment to follow Christ's example for centuries before us and for generations to come. We are a part of that bigger story. And we need something, uh, something tangible. We need to do something with our, uh, with our bodies and minds, our hearts, our whole uh, person. And that is uh, what baptism calls us to do. It's that tangible sign. So it's ordinary water, but in this context it becomes something more. Baptism, the word baptism comes from the Greek word baptizo. Some of you know, may know this already. Baptizo is a Greek word. It simply means to dip. It simply means to dip. And so when I say to dip, what do you all think of? What do you got? Dipping. When you think of dipping, what do you think of? What do you think of? Swim. Swim. Okay, that's one. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, vegetables, chips. Just chicken and nuggets. Yeah, it's just it. It's, it, 
more naked you know, all, all the time. And, uh, and of course, in, in the context of uh, the Bible, in the context of ancient Judaism, which was the religious context that Jesus was a part of, um, the, that, that is the, the, the sacrament of baptism comes out of the tradition where people, um, when they were uh, going into a sacred, Jewish people, when they were going into a sacred space, when they were uh, going to celebrate a holy day, would ritually immerse themselves uh, in water. And, you know, it's, it's a simple uh, but powerful symbol. Uh, the, the, the symbol being that just as dirt uh, sticks to our bodies uh, and uh, can be uh, washed off with water, so habits, attitudes, behaviors, uh, what we sometimes call sins, things that no longer serve us, uh, mistakes that we have made, harm that we have caused, uh, has, can have stickiness to it. I mean, does, it, does anybody know what? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Those attitudes. Uh, behaviors, and we know. I mean, we have a sense, right? Some of the things that we do are not in line with our own best selves or with God's intentions for us, and yet it can be so sticky. <laughs> so, so baptism is a tangible sign of this this intention to to let that go. And what's so fascinating to me is that this, it's not just a, this is a deeply human impulse and need. For example, here's an example of some people who just a week ago uh, did the dipping practice. Here's a video. Washing away 2022 with a chilly dip on Coney Island, the annual polar bear plunge brought hundreds of people to the beach today, including Fox 5's Christine Russo, and she has the details. That's the annual call to the sea in Coney Island. One hundred and twenty years of the polar plunge at Luna Park. People ready to kick off 2023 with a quick dip in the sea. If there were ever a day to jump right into the middle of the ocean on January 1st, today would be it because the temperatures feel almost like summer compared to last weekend. It's good from fresh, the new year, it felt great. I, you know, it felt good. I just, the whole experience, the whole cold, my body was, was like just, my heart was racing. Fun costumes and some shouting, helping to amp people up. Some say the plunge is actually cleansing. The thing is to wash away the 2022 and bring in the 2023, so it feels like a real start. And if that's the case, then it seems like the ocean will be tasked with washing away a lot of our collective 2022 baggage, because the sand was packed with people getting ready to jump in. <laughs> For some brave souls, one dip just wasn't enough. We're feeling okay. And there is another purpose to all of this, beyond the ability to just say you did it. The Polar Bear Club raises money for local nonprofits here. Everybody thinks it's crazy, it's not crazy, you should do it. It's great. 
Lonely Island. Christine Russo, Fox 5 News. Baptizo to dip. And, you know, when I see the uh, folks on Coney Island, by the way, some of you probably know, I mean, this has really kind of become like a worldwide sort of phenomenon, the whole polar, polar plunge, polar bear plunge. And if you, again, the internet brings it all right, right before you can see uh, people diving into all kinds of just crazy, just cold water. And, and there's actually an ancient text uh, that is not included, Christian text that is not included in our, in our Bible per se, but that was written about the same time of the New Testament, which is just filled with instructions for the ancient church about how to be a church. And so it includes baptism, uh, instructions on baptism. And the idea is that, um, you know, Jesus called, called himself, I am the living water. All who come to me will never thirst. And so the thought, well, I, you know, again, combined with that, with the story of Jesus being baptized in the Jordan River, that the river, that the water used in baptism needs to be living water. It needs to be flowing. It needs to be, uh, it needs to be fresh so that it can provide, and, and, it, and it should be cold, <laughs> too. So again, not so far from the polar plunge uh, to provide that uh, fresh stuff, that to, to physically embody that spiritual uh, need. Uh, that we all have. And you'll notice uh, later in our service when we do the uh, baptism remembrance service, uh, I'll, be, I'll be pouring the water uh, out uh, from the pitcher here into the bowl. That is not an accident. That's not an improv. That's not just something I thought I would do today. Again, that is calling back this idea of living water, this idea that water flows, this idea that we immerse ourselves in this flow, that we immerse ourselves in this great flow of history, of life, of time, of the universe, of ancestors before and those who are to come, that we immerse ourselves in the community of Christ, which is always moving and changing. This is what baptism uh, can be for those who uh, dive in. Now, of course, the baptism practices have changed over the years. Uh, you know, Jesus was baptized as, a, as an adult, um, you know, made that conscious commitment for himself. Uh, but, you know, back as Christianity spread, um, you know, the practice of baptism had to spread out to different contexts and communities and locations. And there were places where there just wasn't uh, flowing water or a body of water of any size available. And so, you know, in those cases, we can see from ancient archaeology, there would be a, like a place where the, the, the baptism candidate would stand and there would be a bowl and just dump it over here. <laughs> Which, when I remembered that, I'm like, ha! Ah, the, another example, the ice bucket challenge. Oh, you remember that? I mean, again, it's this human thing that we just seem to need to do. And then over time, as the Christian community matured, and, uh, we began to understand that uh, children are included in this covenant, and we began to include children in the practice of baptism, touching water uh, to the head. So whether it was sprinkling, uh, touching water to the forehead, immersion, whatever it is, it's all versions of the same um, 
the, 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 the same uh, 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 deeply spiritual practice of bringing that intangible uh, into something uh, tangible, something sacred that we can do and touch and feel. Because that is ultimately what this is about what this practice it's not about nice ideas nice ideas are nice they're ideas they're nice they're nice ideas but nice ideas don't necessarily change the world it's when nice ideas become concrete actions when the love of god actually uh, becomes embodied in you and you actually do something loving for someone when the forgiveness of god becomes embodied for you and you actually forgive I was thinking of this, you know, I was baptized, uh, I'm sure, in a very similar way to the common practice of baptism here at First Church of Christ at Savior. I was an infant, uh, the, you know, Reverend Jorts, Jorts uh, touched water to my forehead. So there was no literal immersion in a river or an ocean or another. There, there, there was no actual uh, dipping of this 23-day-old infant uh, into any sort of body of water. But immersion did happen. There's another kind of immersion that happens, uh, or that begins to happen in baptism. Because baptism isn't just water, if you remember the sacrament of baptism. There are words that are said. And those words are promises. Now, Say promises are made to be broken. And maybe some of you have experience with that. What it's like to be in a relationship where promises are broken. But promises are also kept all the time. And when promises are that is when lives are changed. When my parents brought me into Covenant Christian Reformed Church to be baptized by Reverend Georgeman, they promised to, as we do here, I would summarize by saying, we promise to immerse ourselves and this child in the life of this community, of this of this way of living, of this way of interacting and seeing, we are going to dive in and immerse ourselves and take this helpless little baby with us as well. And that week after week, as a child going to, for me, as a child going to nursery, my parents entrusting this infant to some, you know, maybe not strangers, but some people who are not family, to care for this child. You know, I, we need to this. Look, there's something, when, when, uh, when infants get passed around in the community with people who are not their family, that does something. I mean, it does, I, I think it does something. I mean, it gives, it, gives, it, gives, it gives that infant a certain tangible sense of, I, I am being helped. I am being held. I mean, that's kind of the heartbreaking thing. 
I mean, how many infants out there are out there in the world who don't get this experience of being by a community. That changes you. So, you know, the, the, the nursery, the Sunday school, you know, have, and those of you who volunteer and do those, you are, you are, you are changing lives. Those of you who volunteer, you are having a level of impact that uh, none of us really can really aware of. Teaching Sunday school, you know, going to worship every week, part of that, uh, that is the immersion that changed my life. That is where baptism really takes hold. So, um, Baptism, whether by sprinkling or immersion, is how we make an invisible spiritual reality visible. As we move into this new year, uh, I invite us to uh, immerse ourselves uh, once again uh, in this life, to immerse ourselves once again in this community to dive in whole, whatever it is trusting that God that, that God is active whatever is arising for you in your life is exactly what is exactly the place where you will meet God there's no need to turn away there's no need to long for somewhere, somewhere else to be. There's no need to be anyone other than who you are. You are exactly who God made you to be. And God is always longing to meet you. And so as we go into this new year, let us dive into whatever it is. Let us dive into this church. We have uh, expressed some intentions this fall about, uh, you know, who we are and who God is calling us to be, some intentions around engaged worship, some intentions around vital relationships and spiritual growth. There's no way to do those things except to jump in. So, as we move into this media, uh, let us remember our baptisms. Let us let go of whatever it is that is no longer needed in our lives and recommit to following this Jesus way. Amen. All right.